You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out on this Wednesday morning in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor doing a fine job back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. Let's talk a little college baseball. We always love catching up with ULM head coach Michael Federico. He joins us Wednesday mornings around 8 o'clock or so. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby hotline. What up, Coach? How you doing this morning, bud? Good morning. I'm still trying to thaw out from last night's game, but it's going well. All right, you know how us media schmoes are. Some like to call them uh, moral victories. Is there such a thing as a moral victory, the fact that you lose a heartbreaker last night to Arkansas in extra innings, the fifth-ranked team in the country, 10-9? to Yeah, you know, Nick White asked me the same thing last night after the game, and, you know, I I don't really believe in in moral victories, but uh, at the same time, I'm very, very proud of our guys for going toe-to-toe. Um, not backing down when, when, you know, we probably could have down by four going into the ninth. And, um, you know, he strung a couple things together. We took advantage of a couple mistakes. Uh, honestly, it was kind of a, a sloppy game by both teams. And, um, you know, we made too, way too many mental mistakes. Uh, even though even if we win that game, yeah, it, it feels great to, to get an, a really good road win against a nationally ranked team. But at the same time, we, we just – it wasn't a clean baseball game either. So, um, you know, we've, we've got – the process has started, and, and I like where we're going with some things. Um, you know, I think it, it's one of those one of those deals where it's just like any other big matchup, whether it's a football game or basketball game, you, you kind of start worrying about too many other things instead of just worrying about the game of baseball. So hopefully we can overcome some of those things today and, um, you know, go toe-to-toe with them again. You know, I, I'm not scared of – any team that we play, and, and I'm trying to get our players to understand that too because, you know, ultimately, you know, we, we talk about Omaha and it's easy to, to say those things, but ultimately you're going to have to play at places like this, against teams like this, if, if you really want to get there at, at some point in, in the future of Warhawk baseball. It was a late night at the ballpark and, of course, a tough loss. How well do you sleep after a game like that? Um, I didn't sleep very good myself. I'm sure the players probably did. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard. You, you get back to the hotel, and um, I mean, we're eating a really good meal that uh, Michael Gammons, our ops guy, got at about 12:30 at night. And um, you know, I'm getting older now too, so I can't just digest that food and go to bed. So, um, you know, I, I think I finally laid down about 1:30. And uh, but you know, that's again, that's. That's the unique thing about baseball that you know a lot of people don't realize because then you got to get up and do it all over again today. So um, it makes it fun. You can, you know, you can flush that loss or flush that win out kind of relatively quickly. Um, but uh, you know, that's again part of part of what we have to do. You drive on a bus sometimes for six hours, you play a game, and you you drive back six hours, and uh, that's what we'll do today. You talk about cleaning up some things, dotting some I's and, and crossing some T's. Does that come down to, like, I know there was an opportunity in that ball game when you had the bases loaded, one out, unable to convert, and uh, several other opportunities, especially in extra innings where you have an opportunity to turn a double play and you're not able to get it done? Yeah, you know, for me it's more of the it's, it's the mental things that, that we didn't do well. Um, you know, and, and you can look at some physical things where, you know, we drop a fly ball in the infield, um, and, you know, 
we hit a batter here or, or you know just some things that those are those are kind of some I know they're physical things that can happen but they're mental things by other people where we don't turn a double play where, was he in position to um, to get to the bag on time or did we you know were we prepared to, to turn the double play or throw to the right base um, so for me it's it's the mental stuff that we've got to clean up you can overcome physical mistakes um, but baseball is one of those things where the mental stuff is very, very difficult to, to you know, keep doing it to where you're now the lineup has gone through an, an extra time because we, you know, we walked four guys and we hit, hit three other guys. I mean, that's seven batters that, that have another opportunity to, to be in the game. And, you know, that, that gives their three-hole hitter, like last night, their three-hole hitter who's got really good numbers. He squibs a ball, and, uh, you know, Keegan throws the ball to second base, and, and we don't get the out at second base right there. And, uh, I, you know, I couldn't tell. It looked like for me, you know, barefoot was on the bag, but, you know, the replay and all that stuff, they said, uh, you know, he wasn't he wasn't close to the bag, that Chris Koski, the umpire, was in position. So, I mean, you know, I go out there and argue, but if we don't realize that, hey, we just got to get at least one out, we can't sometimes turn the double play in that situation because it's such a crucial um, position, then it you know challenges us as coaches and as as players to now what do we do? Do we pitch to this guy? Do we walk this guy? Do we load the bases? And um, that's that's the mental side of the game that you know again it, it, some people don't really see, but uh, those are the things that we'll have to continue to keep cleaning up. But you know you can't learn and you can't get better if you're not put in those positions. And it's like I told our players last night. You know, sometimes you get caught up and we're playing Arkansas or playing this nationally ranked team. And Well, in a couple of weeks, we're going to Coastal Carolina. So, for me, understanding the, the Sun Belt, you know, conference standings, we, we've already done it at a nationally ranked place at South Alabama on the road. We're here. You know, in a couple of weeks, we, we, we have to try to salvage, you know, the weekend at, at Coastal Carolina, and we've been in this position. We'll be on ESPN3 over there. And, you know, some of those kind of things that hopefully it, it – we look back at the end of the year and we go, okay, that was a learning process. Um, we, we got better because of this. And um, sometimes when you win, you don't, you don't necessarily, you know, recognize those things. So, again, we're trying to build this program. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of our guys for being in that position. We had a chance to win. And it was kind of fun to see, you know, the other dugout really be panicking a little bit because they were. Um, you know, they, they were sending guys down to the bullpen. Uh, you could see some of their players getting fidgety in the dugout. So, you know, that's that's the kind of things that you, you have to do. You have to make the other team feel uncomfortable. And I, I felt like in, in certain moments we didn't panic. And then there was moments where we did. And, uh, again, it cost us in the end. Michael Federico joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. And, Coach, I mean, we're dwelling on some of the negatives, but there was a lot of positives in this game, including uh, Peyton Lacoste with that three-run home run in the ninth inning. What are you anticipating today as you guys get underway at 3 o'clock? Well, you know, there. I know talking to Coach Van Horn before the game, he's trying to play a couple different people. Um, they're trying to, you know, figure out some depth issues that they have. And, uh, you know, for us, I think we'll be excited. Uh, you know, the, the, weather, the weather was tough last night, so the crowd wasn't um, probably as big as what, you know, Arkansas normally has. Um, so, you know, I think today with it being a 3 o'clock start, um, the, the fans will be a little bit better, which, you know, th- that environment to put your guys in is, is, is special. Um, you know, I'm proud, of, I'm proud of some of our at-bats that we had. We had a couple really good um, 
two strike at bats, you know, Braden Barry hits a two strike home run. Chad Bell hits a two strike home run. Um, we we get a hit batsman and then we walk and then Peyton Lacoste hits a home run. So you know we took advantage of a couple of their mental mistakes and um, you know put ourselves in that position. And then you know we're down by four and I had Keegan down in the bullpen and um, you know he had been throwing a little bit, but you know shoot we score four like really quick and you know we couldn't get Keegan hot fast enough. Like I said, you know those are things that I've got to learn as a coach too. Again we had him down there. Um, he's our closer. He's our, you know, our stopper guy. You know, we were prepared for it, but, uh, you know, we ended up having to send Trichelle back out there for, um, to, to lead off that, that next inning. And, um, you know, he throws a two strike pitch that, that, you know, probably should have been down a little bit more. It ended up being up in the middle and he gives up a single. And then we had to finally, you know, Keegan was finally hot. So those are things again, that from, it's not just the players, it's, it's us as coaches. Um, again, I had Keegan down there, and uh, he's like, Coach, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not ready. So we had to send Trichelle back out there, and which was great for Trichelle because, again, we need him. And, uh, you know, he ends up leaving a two-strike uh, slider up just a little bit, and the guy gets a single. So, you know, and I went out to the mound, and I was like, you know, where, where was the pitch? And he's like, Coach, it was, it was down the middle. I should have I buried it a little bit more. I had him, and uh, he did. So, again, those are, those are those things that, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll make Trichelle better at the end. It'll make myself and our pitching coach better at the end that we're a little bit more prepared for some of those things. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep learning. After uh, this afternoon's game against Arkansas, of course, uh, you return to league play this weekend at home versus Texas State. Another important series, Coach, especially look at you guys in conference play right now at 4-5. and five. It is. Texas State's playing very well. Um, we've got some neat things that are going to happen. Friday night, um, we're going to do a colon cancer awareness game. One of our senior players, uh, Cole Hendricks' mother, just passed away a couple weeks ago, and uh, we're going to honor her at that game, and we're going to have some giveaways for uh, survivors of colon cancer, and we want to provide uh, you know, awareness for that, especially because it hits so, hit so close to home with not only you know somebody on our team but our community and that's been struggling with you know, a, a beautiful mother that, you know, passes away at a young age. And um, we're going to honor her and, and her family that night. And, um, you know, he's got uh, two other brothers that will be there and his father will be there. And um, we've got, some, like I said, we've got some giveaways for the colon cancer awareness game on Friday. Uh, all the proceeds that, that, we, that we raised that night will go to colon, careness, uh, colon cancer. And um, then on Saturday, we've got uh, Coach Sheck Snyder, and the 2008, which is the last, you know, last team to win a Sun Belt Conference uh, championship, will be there on Saturday. The, just about the entire coaching staff from 08, and uh, a good many of the of the players are going to be there. So it'll be alumni day on Saturday. So uh, you know, we, we've got exciting things happening, and and those are the things that I'm proud of too, with, with where our program's going. Is we're uh, you know we're, we're helping out in the community. We're uh, we're getting involved with with you know other things other than that are bigger than baseball that are teaching our, our players about real life and uh, we're also bringing back our family you know and for me it's going to be fun to, to meet a lot of those guys you know I hear so many stories of course coach Collins was on that team so coach Collins is our third base coach and uh, I know he's excited about seeing some of his friends because you know the worst part about um, about playing sports sometimes is it, it does come to an end at some point and Everybody goes different directions, you know, and um, whether it's 
they get married and get jobs or, you know, just life happens. And uh, it's going to be fun to bring those guys back. You know, I've been in communication with a lot of them. And I know Coach Sheck Snyder is going to be really excited to, uh, to be there. He'll throw out the first pitch, and um, it should be a special day for us. Coach Federico, as, we, as always, we appreciate the time. Good luck later today versus Arkansas. Thanks, Aaron. Michael Federico, ULM's head coach. A lot of good stuff in there. And basically what stood out to me was, heck, he owned it in terms of taking some responsibility for what went wrong last yeah. night, an opportunity where they could not close against Arkansas after putting up uh, four runs there in the ninth inning and making a ball game of it. Yeah, he sure did. And the fact that he, like a lot of coaches believe, no moral victories. You know, no more victories. Go out there and get it done. And they get another chance at it today. Three o'clock, squaring off against the Razorbacks. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, we'll take a trip out to Augusta. Teddy Allen will join us with a Masters report after the break. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road car king. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010 and has made Iron Cactus into a -a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desired Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Hello, friends. In four short days, one man's life will change forever as he maneuvers his way through Georgia's finest and eventually slips into a green windbreaker and gets banned for life from the country's premier sporting event. It's a tradition like no other. It's Teddy Allen at the Masters. Our colorful crusader who's always over par will guide you through the dog legs and dog woods of Augusta National. Wearing flip-flops, khaki shorts, and a white beater, he roams on the majestic course on this iconic April weekend. 
The blooming azalea sway in the gentle breeze, and an infinite red fox frolics through the freshly clipped turf of a main corner. The sounds and colors only surpassed by Teddy's argyle socks and Old Spice cologne. Yes, sir! This weekend, one man will slip through a green jacket and into the record books. Look out! What a finish! Tea Time Teddy will be there, perched next to the pimento cheese stand, high in the Diamond Vault leaderboard. Oh my goodness! Once again, welcome to a tradition like no other, Teddy Allen at the Masters. In your life have you seen anything like that? Jake, who needs Jim Nance to get a lead in like that? Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. We've only been airing that now. I think he's been coming on the show three or four years, so obviously uh, Teddy Allen is now a regular in Augusta and on the show. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Teddy Allen, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, guys. Set the scene <laughs> I just, for us. I, 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 forgot about the wife, I forgot about the wife beater thing. That was funny. You, you have never worn a wife beater in your life. <laughs> Yesterday, I actually wore a, a, a sport jacket and a tie, oh. and a guy by 13 asked me, he said, excuse me, are you a member? And I said, no. <laughs> I had on a blue jacket, not a green one. I said, I actually am a member. I'm on double probation, They double secret probation. They take your green jacket when you do something bad and give you a blue one until you work your way back up. Well, that kind of goes with yesterday's theme. Uh, what Phil Mickelson was wearing out there, a long sleeve shirt, collared shirt, this kind of new fabric. And I understand Tiger Woods in the practice round was giving him a hard time about it and asked him, yeah, do they you all... have a tie to wear that shirt? <laughs> they, they all made fun of it. It looked like he was on lunch break <laughs> from work. Anyway, they had a big time. That's a kind of a big story here. Uh, they're mending their fractured relationship, which – it's something me and you need to do. Yeah. Um, and they both played well yesterday, too. Yeah. So it's it's almost vomitous how much uh, pre-publicity that uh, Tiger Woods is getting because, yeah. you know, it's just been a while since he's been a while since he's won and since he's played. But he loves his course, and, you know, he's won it, what, four times? and. So if he plays well, I mean, again, he knows the he knows the lay of the land, and he's a Vegas has him as a, uh, you know, in the top five guys that can win the tournament. All right, Teddy. Uh, for us, that we're always envious and jealous of you at this time of the year. Set the scene for us: what it was like yesterday, and then now going in today. Uh, we get the par three competition, then how everything kind of really shifts tomorrow as everything gets underway. Yeah, because yesterday, the, you know, people are just practicing, so it's very um, laid-back deal. A guy may hit, you know, a couple of approach shots, and they may putt 10 or 12 times uh, to different spots on the green. So it's real fun. A guy may play by himself, may play like Woods and Mickelson did yesterday with four guys and bet money, of course. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a relaxed thing. This morning at 8, it was raining, but it, uh, excuse me, at 7, our time it was raining, but it, it stopped, and it's supposed to be a storm come through at 10, and then it's supposed to be gone for the rest of the week. So it's mid-80s. It, the, the the course, I think this is my sixth or seventh year here, and it's mm-hmm. as pretty as I've ever seen it. it. Everything's blooming, and it's it's um, when God made this place, it's like the day he made dogs. He just said, you know what, I'm taking the rest of the day off. I can't do any better than this. It's 
it's a, a wonderful piece of property. The major storylines besides Tiger that you are looking at going into this Masters. Say that one more time. The major storylines that you're looking at besides uh, Tiger Woods going into this Masters. Yeah, okay. Um, you know what? Ricky Fowler maybe winning his first major. Uh, Roy McElroy playing at Bay Hill last week and winning. Uh, Bubba Watson, who kind of freaked out a couple years ago, has won twice in the last five years. Uh, left-hander. So I would say those guys, those would be my favorites. Uh, those would be designatedwriters.com's favorites to win the, to win the tournament. And by the way, uh, we need to give a plug there because I read your, your story from yesterday on there. Uh, fantastic stuff, and I guess that will continue throughout the week. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. It, um, and I've listened to you all this morning on my Radio Pub app and, and the Big Z app, so um, I always enjoy y'all stuff. People, y'all make it look easy, <laughs> and it ain't easy being easy. So thanks for, thanks for all y'all are doing for sports fans like me in North Louisiana. Teddy, and you yeah, if you go to designatedwriters.com, it'll we'll have master stuff all week. And we actually posted this morning um, last year's Sunday story, which was uh, Sergio Garcia winning in overtime or in playoff, as they call it in golf, uh, beating Justin Rose in what was a fascinating tournament. It was just stuff that happens here on on, on Sunday is um, it, it's it's. It's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a. Dan Jenkins said that the Masters begins on the back nine on Sunday, and for the most part, that is correct. A lot of water back there, and a lot of trouble, and a lot of nerves. And it's the Masters. Uh, here's one more thing, Aaron. These, the people will drive you around on golf carts, like from the media um, building, which is incredible. It takes about a minute to get out to the number one tee box. You should just walk from the press building just a few feet you'd be in the middle of the number one fairway but now they've moved the, the building and these people take take the week off to volunteer most of them and i guess five different people told me yesterday you know this is my favorite week of the year and they're work they're working hard i mean they're working 12 13 hour shifts and they wouldn't trade it for anything they just take off work and come out here and volunteer because it's a to them, it's their favorite week of the year. Teddy, a lot of times we get caught in the heat of the moment, and of course, about this being the greatest time. There's been a lot of buzz about this Masters. Do you sense going into, of course, teeing off tomorrow that this could be a special week considering all the young and up-and-comers, and then, of course, you throw in the established stars and then the reemergence of Tiger Woods? Yeah, on this piece of land, um, it, it's it's a special place. I mean, I don't want to overcook it or anything, but all the sports writers that are here that do this every week are guys that cover the tour. Even even they all say, you know, they can't wait. This is their favorite week. And of all the events, this is the best run event that I've ever been at and that most of my our friends who cover this stuff all the time, uh, it's, their, it's just the most well-run event. Uh, sporting event and then when you throw in the you know the old guys the older guys like fred couples and and tom watson's hanging around he's not playing this year but the mark o'mara the the old champions that play and then the new guys 
Uh, and plus you got Tiger Woods, who, you know, I was talking to a guy from Big Sky Sports, one of my buddies is Keith Jackson from London. He spent Easter going from Heathrow to, to Augusta on an airplane. And he said their hits, uh, it's a, Big Sky's like the ESPN of England. And he said their hits have increased 300% since Woods started playing again. So it's just like college football is better in our state if LSU is good. Uh, college football is better in the nation if Notre Dame's good. And, and golf's better if Woods is playing. And he's healthy now. And uh, Kitty had surgery, you know, nine months ago. And, and he's back and hitting the ball well. And people love him. So, or, or hate him. I guess he's the Yankees of golf. But uh, I don't think he'll win the tournament. Forty-two-year-old, you know, balding guy who nobody's scared of anymore, as they used to be uh, fifteen and twenty years ago. But he'll he'll probably be a factor because he just he knows the course so well. All right, let's put you on the spot, Teddy. Who wins this thing? Uh, who wins is Ricky Fowler. Mm. If he doesn't win it, some other guy who I did for, have, I'm forgetting to mention will win it. How's that? <laughs> uh- all right, but Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler's got all the shots to win out here, and I've seen him him hit him, hit them all. And maybe it'll be like a Sergio. I wish Ricky would win because it would be a fun story, like a Garcia was last year, mm-hmm. to be chasing a major for a long time and to finally get one. Finally, I know you got a busy schedule. Uh, so what's it look like today? Do you go out and you watch a little bit of, of the par three competition, or, or what you got uh, on your agenda? Yeah, the, the par three is just a mob of people. Uh, on a, it's like ninety thousand folks on this little postage stamp size of land. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of my buddies named Ricardo, I, I stay with some marshals. Uh, Ricardo works eighteen, and today he'll work four tee box at the par three. So I'll go over there. And see him possibly and watch a little bit but right now i'm just gonna walk the course backward um and then sit up here and write something and get it posted and hope that it's uh hope that it's good i left my commas back at the condominium and so it's probably a lot of run-on sentences today um, unless i dart back over there and get them um but i'll do i'll i'll walk it backwards and just look around and, and talk to people and you know, if somebody's uh, – if a group – they don't post the, the uh, practice groups until right before they go off because nobody knows who's playing with who. Hmm. But I'll see who's playing and maybe go follow some stuff. They shut down the main course at 3 today uh, for the par 3. So after 3 o'clock, you should all par 3 and then wait for tomorrow's, tomorrow's um, first round. Teddy, uh, listeners out there want to see your work. Uh, where can they find you? We can go to designatedwriters.com, and uh, and they may be running this in the paper, I hope, at Jackson Shreveport Times or at the Monroe News Star, which I'm blessed to uh, help with occasionally. We will uh, certainly catch up with you later this week. Appreciate the time. Enjoy your time down there at Masters. Okay. Are we talking tomorrow? Yeah, sure. Well, okay. To I'll, try to do, I'll try to do better tomorrow. Yeah, oh, thank you all for watching. I'll talk to you in a little bit. You betcha. Teddy Allen, our correspondent from the Masters.
Yeah, he's very excited, you can tell, and he should be. I mean, this is one of the – like, I'm not a golf guy. Y'all know this, and I'm excited about the Masters. That should tell you all you need to know. What do you make of the storyline where uh, they've made it understood that uh, nobody can yell out dilly dilly at the Masters? <laughs> you will get escorted off the course immediately. Well, I, you know, I think it's warranted, right? <laughs> I think it's warranted. Jake would be that guy. I would be that guy, yeah. <laughs> 888-993-7762. Hey, I promise for the final 30 minutes of the show, it's wide open. Yeah. We're um, going to hear plenty from Jake coming up. Now the that the important minutes. people have talked, I will step in and uh, fill your head with nonsense. <laughs> oh, wow. Good tease there. That's coming up after the break. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. You have got to see our huge inventory of single wires starting at $26,995. That includes delivery, setup, and central air up to 150 miles. Help us celebrate 40 years in business. That's at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City and Shreveport. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. The all-new Yard Power of Monroe, Northeast Louisiana's only Cub Cadet dealer. Your Cub Cadet Superstore is holding a big open house this Saturday where you can save 15% on all Cub Cadet Pro Z mowers. That could mean up to $1,800 in savings. Big discounts on a great selection, even red tag special deals on closeout inventory. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, Jake's all revved up. Go. <laughs> um, so we had a text earlier from Ben. He said the Patriots, we, we discussed the trade with Brandon Cooks, the Patriots sending Brandon Cooks to the Los Angeles Rams. In this text, it says the Patriots now have two first-round picks and two second-round picks loading up to get Brady's replacement, question mark. Could be, the, could be the case, but I think maybe they're loading up for Odell Beckham. Oh. Do you think that's the case? Do you think yeah. that Bill Belichick would take a player like Beckham, who certainly is a diva, <laughs> Uh, I can't imagine those personalities would mix well. But all things said, you think back to when he took Randy Moss, yeah. you know, and he made that work. Now, some might argue that Randy Moss was later on in his career and had matured by that point. Mm. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's worth thinking about the fact that they do have the ammunition to go after uh, Odell Beckham and 
probably offer something that most teams can't offer with the draft picks that they've collected. I like the idea, but I just, I mean, the, the chances of that happen, I would say, are less than 5%. Less just, than 5%? It just doesn't seem like a good fit. Dude, I would give it more than that. I think what it came down to, the Patriots saw Brandon Cooks, and everybody's going to say, well, he just had one year left on his deal. They were trying to negotiate a deal with Brandon Cooks to perhaps extend it. It didn't work out. He was offering way too much, especially for the Patriots' way. Said, why should we deal with this? We can get something back for him. We'll ship him off and move forward. Well, I, you're talking about Cooks. I, I think that's, like I said, I think that's more about the deal. I think that's more about the money. And, you know, you get, he's got one year left, and it's $8 million. Mm-hmm. And you know he's going to ask for more. And so why not get something for him? That's pretty much what I just said. I know, but I'm saying, like, I don't think it's a locker room issue. I think I think they would put up with him in the locker room if he was – if he had, like, three years left, say. Richie says they traded Cooks because they didn't want to pay him, and then they'll pay even a bigger head case, <laughs> question mark? Nah. Well, I, I think it's worth bringing it up, though, just because – I'm like, I'm like everyone else. I, it's a stretch, right? It's a stretch just because he is a diva, and he has, quite frankly, he hasn't been healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, look back to last year. How much did he play? So, if you if you think if you take that into factor, it's a long shot. But I do think it's worth discussing because they do need a star receiver, mm-hmm. and they do need and they and they do have the draft picks to go out and get him. I think it would be uh, fascinating. It would be great for the league, too, if it would take place, though. Yes. Sean Fox in the building. Joined by he Sean must Fox. must have got lost. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> this is what uh, it looks like at, uh, in the morning show up here. <laughs> what else you got, Jake? Yes. Yes. Um, I've got several different things. I wanted to bring up J.D. Moore. Yeah. We meant to bring him up in headlines. LSU Pro Day uh, later today down in Baton Rouge. Yes. And although he won't be headlining that event um he is really getting so i don't know if you saw the advocate story that ross dellinger did on him great story first player since 1970 to get his architecture degree so i mean that's that's really impressive the fact that this kid this guy this man went through architecture school while being a major college football player. I think it's an, it's an awesome story. And the fact that he's the first to do it in almost half a century, really impressive. Uh, fantastic story also when you consider a former walk-on from mm-hmm. Rustin makes his way down to LSU and the impact that he had on the Tigers throughout his career. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And a few more things I wanted to bring up. Uh, MLB, we're still looking for a team, by the way. You want to send us your votes uh, Cubs, Astros are leading right now. Astros are leading. Uh, but, you know, continue to send us which team you want us to adopt that we will follow this season. Um, speaking of MLB, though, uh, did you see Otani yesterday, Aaron? The 23-year-old with the Los Angeles Angels hit his first home run. He was three for four. And I read this stat earlier. I'm going to read it again. First player. Since the American League adopted the designated hitter in 1973 to start a game in a season as a pitcher and homer in another game as a DH. Incredible. Mm. Incredible. And uh, The news that I found more interesting than Major League Baseball yesterday, of course, Stanton, Stanton yeah. make, making his uh, home debut. It doesn't take long for those Yankee fans to turn on one of their own. Well, he found or one of their rented own. Yeah, well, 
he found that out. Five uh, Ks. Struck out five times. They booed him. And he says, after the game, you put up a performance – you put up a performance like that, you should get some booze. Hmm. Other obscure headlines that uh, Jake dug up this morning. Dr. J, talking about Ben Simmons, he says he is a once-in-a-decade, maybe once-in-a-lifetime player. Are you buying that, Aaron? Uh, yes. And he's, he's pretty special. He's pretty special. He also yeah. said he has eyes in the back of his head, the way yeah. he sees the floor. And that was something I was always impressed with him about. His skills on the basketball court are undeniable. I've always said that. I just always thought he lacked the killer instinct. It seems like he's developing that. If he develops a jump shot, the league's in trouble. I mean, if he if he develops a, a jump shot, that's the only thing missing for him right now. But the fact that he's getting all these triple doubles without a jump shot, it's really impressive. And last but not least, I want to talk a little bit about the Pels. Aaron. What you got? They're in trouble. Uh, well, I say they're in trouble, but they, they've got two games that are more than winnable coming up. they got the Grizzlies tonight, and they got the Suns, uh, I believe, Friday. So the thing that, that's been missing with the Pels, I think, is Anthony Davis hasn't been the same since he rolled his ankle against the Trailblazers last Tuesday. Since then, he's had little to – he's had very limited impact on the floor. And I mentioned, you know, the other day that the Cavs – in the Cavs game, the supporting cast from Miritich to Holiday, I mean, they were fantastic in that game. But Anthony Davis just hasn't been that Superman that we've kind of been spoiled by, been spoiled to seeing. So he, he, needs, he has to return to form. He has to put on that cape and win these games against the Grizzlies and the Suns, which – the Pelicans should be favored to win both of those games. So can he suit up? Can he put on that cape? Can he stop with the April Fool's jokes and, uh, you know, kind of go back to his old self? That's what I'm looking to see as the Pels are currently in eighth place and battling to hold on to a playoff spot. Hmm. And, of course, obviously Jake missed the biggest headline of the day because he knows it's going to be a busy day for himself. It is Hug a Newspaper Person Day. What? Or news person day. So, Jake, get ready. There's a day for everything. Yeah, there you go. I had no you look idea. forward to this day every year. Yeah. I know. Oh, I, you a are big, a hugger. Big hugger. Yeah. Big hugger, yes. Let's take a time out. You can weigh in on the Stuart Shelby hotline, 888-993-7762. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. As we said, we continue to look for the team that we should cover through the Major League, major league Baseball season. Who should we adopt? You can weigh in. 888-993-7762, or the very popular Twitter account, at Morning Drive 97.7. We're back after this with our parting shots. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Listen up, folks. At Greg Tillers in Bossier City, we have five new triple wides in stock. Come help us celebrate our 40th anniversary and save thousands. On a manufactured home, we'd love to take it on trade, and we will give you top dollar. See us today at Greg Tillys in Bossier City. Whatever car you're looking for. 
Whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road car king. The all-new Yard Power of Monroe, Northeast Louisiana's only Cub Cadet dealer. Your Cub Cadet Superstore is holding a big open house this Saturday where you can save 15% on all Cub Cadet Pro Z mowers. That could mean up to $1,800 in savings. Big discounts on a great selection, even red tag special deals on closeout inventory. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Plenty of sunshine with cooler temperatures today and a high of 63 degrees. Mostly clear skies and cold on tonight, a low 38. Sunny skies with warmer temperatures on tomorrow and a high of 71 degrees. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. It's time to end this show with a bang. It is called a little segment called Parting Shots. I started when we didn't have computers, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have any of that garbage. You do what everybody else in the media does, just creates and throw it on the wall and see what sticks. Have something to ask, just like this. Let's do it. That's where'd that come from? I never said that. Nobody in this building ever said that. So where'd you come up with that? Just, you know, had a dream about it or what? But see, it's real easy when you're not in the business, when you've never played the game, when you don't understand truly what the game is. And that's, to me, that's chicken. You know, Petty uh, took the Warhawks up to uh, Arkansas, I think it was two years ago, and nearly knocked them off. Uh, I bring that up because uh, last night uh, the Warhawks nearly uh, knocked off the fifth-ranked team in the country. And we, you know, we stress nearly. They rallied for four runs in the ninth inning to tie that thing up at eight. They actually take the lead in extra innings but cannot close out Arkansas, tough loss from them. We certainly enjoyed uh, hearing from uh, Michael Federico, ULM's head coach at the top of the hour. Really some good stuff from him, and uh, he, he kind of owned it and took some responsibility on what took place. It, I guess it isn't just it's those little, little things in baseball that can decide mm-hmm. games, and a lot of those things did not go right for them yesterday or last night versus Arkansas. Now tonight, today, they're going to turn right back around and get another shot against Arkansas. And as a resident Arkansas fan Russell would tell us we'll see what happens today now well I think there are a lot of positives you can take away from last night's game we're not talking about moral victories here but they did match Arkansas's power and production at the plate Mm. and that's what I question like if they could do that because Arkansas is one of the scariest lineups in the country and the fact that they scored nine runs were able to score four runs in the ninth inning to get that into extras but like you said weren't able to do the small things weren't able to do the things like like throwing throwing to the bag and and making sure that your foot stayed on the bag and all those small little things that add up and uh, cost you in defeat. 
yesterday, of course, a major, uh, pretty significant weather event took place. The fact that Jake loses his power for a nine to ten hour. It wasn't nine to ten. What? No. It was, five, six to seven hours. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, put him in a foul mood. I was grumpy this day. morning. Yeah. I'm still a little grumpy. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, back to I want to get ask you this real quick because you said this off air. I want to see if you'll say it on air. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about setting me up. Uh-huh. You're going to throw me the nasty curveball. Well, right you you were looking at it. You were, How does Arkansas rank this high? Yeah, I do want to They've lost uh, their last two series inside SEC play, but they can still be ranked in the top five in the country. Go ahead and say it. Why is that? Well, SEC. Over SEC bias. Ten teams ranked in the top uh-huh. 25 from the SEC. In the USA Today coaches poll. Yeah. And I know you're going to say it's a midweek game, but – they do play these games on the field, right? They do. And, I mean, you have to have it. You would think Arkansas is the fifth-ranked team in the country. Has a pretty deep and talented pitching staff, correct? They should. So they give up nine runs yesterday? Well. And I know baseball is a weird game. I mean, all you got to do is look at ULM and what took place with Arkansas State. And you give up 31 runs and you have two shutouts in the same series. Uh-huh. So many examples. And I'm not going to call Arkansas overrated or anything, but fifth in the country? I'm just saying, Russell is kind of calling your team out. So I'm glad he said it on there. Now they'll probably go out and win, you know, 14 to 1 today, right? <laughs> probably. You just gave ULM the kiss of death. <laughs> I mentioned the weather because it was significant for the schedule yesterday. Several different games canceled or postponed, one of them being Louisiana Tech versus Grambling. Mm-hmm. The Diamond Dogs are going to make that short trip over to Grambling. That game has now been postponed. But the 22nd-ranked team in the country will return to action later tonight at 6 o'clock versus Little Rock at home. This is a, you know, when you talk about midweek games and significant games, I think this should be considered one for the Diamond Dogs. When you start looking at their RPI and working on that at-large bid, mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out, of course, in the conference tournament, uh, you're looking at playing a team from Little Rock that is now 41 in RPI, and you're, I think, somewhere around 58. And you're halfway through the schedule, and I think Louisiana Tech and the Diamond Dogs are starting to think about postseason play as this run continues for them. And that's where all of those arms come in handy. And the fact that you, you know, I think it's a positive for Louisiana Tech that they didn't play last night. Now you have, you know, multiple arms you can go to tonight. And those arms, by the way, have been very good for you this year. So, yeah, this is a big game. And, by the way, I like how you uh, you called it the number 22 team. I think we need to keep mentioning that as much as we can. It's very cool that they're starting to get that national attention. Uh, by one of the polls. By one of the <laughs> polls. But, yeah, hey, better than none. Uh, and then this was like your Super Bowl in college baseball yesterday, and the power goes out and you don't even get to follow <laughs> it or, well, of course, uh, watch it. I knew Nichols was down this year, so I, I didn't. Has Nichols ever been up? Uh <laughs> Well, compare so the bar is already pretty low. They're even they're down compared to where the bar usually is. If that makes sense. So I knew they really didn't stand much of a chance. But uh, yeah, they lost ten to one to LSU last night. Bryce Jordan went four for four. Zach Watson homered. Uh, LSU had fifteen hits in that game. All right, and we buried the biggest lead. And of course, we talked about it early in the seven o'clock hour. But obviously, we know the audience changes a little bit. Whenever you can get two mega stars in the sports world, mega and, powers collide, and you can get them to collide. And Jake uh, mentioned it and brought it out with this being WrestleMania week. Great timing when you got LeBron on one side and you got Saban on the other, and uh, the lawyers perhaps will get in the middle of this. But this is still a nice little brouhaha, especially for sports talk. 
first of all, it's so silly. It's so it's over something so silly. You know, the fact that I don't know why LeBron is taking such issue with. All right, for the backstory here, LeBron, of course, has this show that I've never watched or heard of until this week. I think week. it's only had like three episodes yeah. from what I hear. Is it like a podcast? And honestly, <laughs> I think this is what – Jake didn't get the – I got you. I've just ignored you. Okay. I think this is – I think actually one of the uninterrupted shows is what uh, the Fox anchor came back and said with the controversial just shut up and dribble. Uh-huh. You remember all that whole big deal? I think that came from an uninterrupted episode. Yeah. I believe. I could be wrong. But I, I'm pretty sure that's correct. And so, like LeBron has said, these he uses this platform to talk about things other than basketball, try to talk about important issues. Well, Alabama comes out with this thing called Shop Talk, which is very similar. They're, they have a barber shop in their uh, athletic complex, yeah. correct? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's no bowling alley, but uh, <laughs> it's still pretty cool to have a barber shop in your, in your complex. Is this a new concept where uh, guys are in a barber shop talking sports? No, <laughs> that is, and that's the only question you have to ask. Is this a new concept? The fact that, you know, for years, for decades, this has been the gathering for for sports talk, right? I mean, barbershop talk. So, I, I think it's silly to try to claim ownership over that. And LeBron sends a copy, uh, a, a, or his lawyers send a letter saying, "Hey, you might be infringing upon our copyrights here." Yada, 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 and thus... And we really thought that would be the end of it, and we would get uh, neither of them really comment on it or, you know, talk about it. Yes, I really did think that was the end. Yeah. Yes. You figured uh, Saban would just brush it off and say, oh, so be it. Uh-huh. But no. Well... Slick Nick's not going to back down to the king. Slick Nick's not going to back down, and I thought that LeBron wasn't even really involved in that letter. Yeah. Like I told you yesterday, I thought his people sent that, yeah. and that... LeBron probably didn't even know. Like LeBron's dealing with other stuff, more important stuff. Yet uh, he fa- he commented on it. But first, they asked Nick Saban about it, and in pure Nick Saban fashion. And the reporter that was put up to ask this question. <laughs> I just kind of want to get your reaction the other day. Uh, report that LeBron James sent a letter ref- referring to the Shop Talk series. Did you have a reaction to it? What's your thought? No, I don't, I don't have a reaction to it. I think LeBron James is a great player. Um, there's been at least 20 barbershop-type things I've seen on TV. I didn't know anybody owned that. I didn't even know he had one. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, anybody could be offended by something that we were just having fun with, and uh, I enjoyed it, and um, we're going to continue to do it. Uh, he walks off. We're going to continue to do it. Shots fired, volley back across the net towards LeBron. Mm-hmm. And so LeBron fires back with this. <laughs> we'll get to that here in a second. Yeah, but uh, like you said, I mean, the poor soul who had to step up there and ask that question, the poor journalist. <laughs> uh, I It was so funny because it was at the end of the press conference and he usually does thank the media for being there. You know, you know, thank you for, for, for coming, blah, blah, and walks off. And he thought, he, like, you could see his mouth move just a second where he was about to say thank you. And then he's like, no, I'm, I'm leaving in an, in an upset mood. I'm just going to bite down and walk off. I don't agree with Clay Travis on a number of uh, things, but he yeah. was right about this. And it was one of his 
producer said it. I mean, LeBron has literally been given everything he's wanted his entire life. So, you know, this one opportunity, uh, he thinks he's in the right, but I think everybody else knows that he is certainly in the wrong. There's just no way you can win this case. There's no way. I'm sorry. All right, here's LeBron's response to uh, Slick Nick. Um, I mean, I think uh, you guys know Nick Saban more than I do. Um, um, from a media perspective, I mean, personally, I think media uh, perspective, you guys know Nick Saban more than I you do. You guys so. know Nick Saban more than I do. That's exactly what um, I would think he would say. Um, but I built uninterrupted for a reason for for us athletes to have a platform to be able to speak about, you know, whatever we want to talk about, and um. Uh, I respect with him as a coach, but I'd be damned if I allow someone to uh, you know, use our platform or try to you know, you know, do the same thing we're doing and you know, just think it's okay. So the lawyers will figure it out. Brian, you seem to catch. He came back strong there at the end. And it seems so uh, petty because it's, I mean, Alabama's not doing your, if, if what I know about the show is true, fact that he LeBron's trying to push or talk about more important things Alabama's not doing that they're just hanging out mm-hmm. and trying to do a like a, a, a buzzworthy show that will that recruits will see and think oh that's cool. bingo that's the only you know reason I mean? Saban's doing yeah, it. yeah that's the only reason and so it's not important you know if your show's important then you know who cares who cares what what they're doing because it, it has no factor over. They're not talking about the same subject. And listen, you got to believe uh, Saban's got editorial control over that show too. <laughs> <laughs> the CEO, baby, yes. you know it. All right, what do we got going on tomorrow? We got this is you're you're extremely fired up about top ten Thursday. This and is of course the countdown tomorrow. Our best top ten Thursday yet. That may not say a lot, but all right. I think we've had some good ones, but uh, we're doing top ten professional wrestling promos uh-huh. in honor of WrestleMania week. I figure next week we could come back and do top ten Masters moments. Uh-huh. You know, maybe something happens this weekend that gets included in the top ten, like maybe Tiger Woods winning. I think that would crack the top ten, right? So we'll come we'll come back and do Masters next week. But this week, devoting it to, to WrestleMania week, we will uh, talk about the or play we'll actually let you listen to some of the greatest promos of all time and as you can imagine this is pretty entertaining you sent me a, a list yes. uh, yesterday to kind of start cutting some of this up and editing and it, uh, these are pretty good these are great and <laughs> i i tried to get a mix of entertaining i tried to get a mix of real like sometimes you know uh wrestling that's what makes wrestling great is when it blurs the lines of real and fantasy you don't really know what's real and what's not and I've got some of those kind of real moments in there, too. So we've got a blend of everything in this list. Uh, you can also continue to weigh in on the Major League Baseball franchise that we should cover on a regular basis throughout this summer. Poll closes on Friday. Also coming up tomorrow, the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair. And I'm sure we'll get a report from the Masters from Teddy Allen. And Richie says, just cover the Astros. That way I'll get a good laugh when they slip back into obscurity and suck again. I want to thank uh, Rustin's Jared Ball for joining the show, Saul Graves, Ronnie Rance, Michael Federico, and Teddy Allen. Everybody have a fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com. 
or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.